For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Beaulieu. Giving employees time off to vote on an election day is one of the biggest barriers to voter participation, and a key reason why voter turnout in the U.S. is among the lowest in the developed world. In 2018, to address this issue, Patagonia, PayPal, and Levi Strauss banded together to launch Time to Vote. This nonpartisan movement is meant to encourage company leaders to provide employees with the time they need to cast their ballots. Today, a diverse coalition of nearly 2,000 companies are participating in the Time to Vote effort, from making Election Day a paid company holiday, to offering paid time off on Election Day, to actively promoting initiatives such as early voting and vote by mail. Time to Vote, implemented and amplified through the community engagement platform Countable, is a great example of the power of purpose in creating a culture shift in what the business community can achieve when it works together to address the most significant challenges of our time. To discuss this movement in more detail, as we close in on the November midterm elections, I am joined by JJ Huggins, who handles public relations and communications for Patagonia, and Bart Myers, CEO of Countable. Bart, JJ, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here. So JJ, I wanna start with you. Talk a bit about the genesis of Time to Vote and why this is such an important initiative for Patagonia. Patagonia's work on elections and civic engagement stems from our work to protect the environment. At Patagonia, we have learned over the years that if you wanna be an environmental activist or any other sort of activist for that matter, at a minimum, you have to vote. Mm -hmm. We began running marketing campaigns in the early 2000s to encourage our customers to vote and to vote for candidates and ballot measures and so forth that would advance environmental causes, things that would be better for the planet. In 2016, we decided to take it a step further that year for our employees for the presidential election. And what we did was we gave all of our U.S.-based employees a paid day off on election day in 2016. By doing that, we were telling our employees that work is not going to get in the way of you casting your ballot on this day and you'll, you'll get a paid day off. And Patagonia is a, a retail based company. We have stores around the country. So think of people who work for an hourly wage. They might have a, a long commute. They might have kids. You know, there's a lot of barriers, things they have to juggle throughout the day. And what we did was we extricated work as a barrier for them to get to the polls on Election Day. And that went over really well internally. The CEO at the time got some thank you notes. It was a boon to employees. People felt a morale boost from it. In 2018, we decided we wanted to try to expand that beyond Patagonia. And we reached out to a couple of companies where we have friends, a couple of companies that have similar values. And those two companies are Levi's and PayPal. We connected with them and we started playing around with this idea of creating a movement where companies would give employees time off to vote on election day. And that's what gave birth to time to vote that year. We thought maybe we'd get a couple dozen companies to, to sign up for this program. Mm -hmm. And we got more than 400 that year for the 2018 midterms. And we've kept it going ever since. We had nearly 2000 companies for the 2020 presidential election. We covered about 10 and a half million American workers. Now we know not all those workers are registered voters, but we know we're reaching millions and millions of voters. And 
just trying to remove the, the work barrier from all the other barriers that get in the way of people voting. JJ, just sticking with you for a minute, you mentioned you know Patagonia has given employees a day off on election day. But prior to that, how did you build consensus internally for this initiative? It was not very difficult. Patagonia is a small private, relatively small, privately held company. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the idea of supporting employees of civic engagement is baked into the DNA of the company. And like I said, it, it comes from our involvement in environmentalism. And we've learned, I'm, the, the founders of the company learned back in the 70s that if you want to enact positive results for the planet, you need mm-hmm. to you need to vote at a minimum. You need to go to city council meetings. You need to be engaged. And that's been a culture that has been fostered with every employee that has come through the door since then. And so the idea of selling the owners of the company and the employees on this notion of giving folks paid time off to go vote was not a tough sell. It was relatively easy for us to pull off. And, you know, it's, it's relatively easy to sell it. It's you have to work with payroll and HR. And there's a lot of thinking that has to go behind the execution mm-hmm. of it. But everybody was philosophically aligned with it. Bart, I want to turn to you now. Talk about the initial conversations that you had with Patagonia about time to vote. And did you foresee any challenges with something of this magnitude at all? <laughs> many, <laughs> uh, many, many challenges with something of this magnitude. But, you know, I think the key ingredient is that you had the leadership of Patagonia, of Levi's, um, of PayPal, really willing to um, step in and um, invest. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, I think, uh, and and I would imagine this is a very common theme in your conversations that you have for this podcast is that the companies that are successful in, in making ESG related impact related initiatives, it, it has to rely on that bottom up and that top down. And, you know, one of the things that, that Levi's and Patagonia have really been exceptional at, I think, one of the things that they they really introduced from the beginning with this was that it couldn't just be one type of company. They recognized early on that in a divisive political climate in the United States and where they have, in both cases, uh, employees uh, everywhere, red states, blue states, uh, this movement and, and their own expression of it internally really needed to be beyond politics and really mm-hmm. focused on empowering that simple act of voting. And so the, you know, we were, we were really enthusiastic about this and, and the potential of this in large part, because there was so much internal buy-in support and motivation behind it. From there, you know, we can work through the, the, the hurdles and the challenges, who does what, how do we get the word out? You know, how do we, how do we vet companies? Um, uh, and then how do we support, support that broader audience and network with resources and tools and, you know, JJ has really been the the vocal face of Make Time to Vote in terms of doing a lot of the outreach to the existing companies, which is another key ingredient to success. It's you've got to have that support from an executive standpoint, but then you have to have that regular cadence of communication and and uh, outbound uh, outreach to the community. You know, this is a great case study. Bart, how were you able to move? And I'll ask this actually of JJ too. How were you able to move beyond politics in today's crazy world? You know, <laughs> so much of today's crazy world is 
is the extremes um, calling it crazy. It's mm-hmm. the fact that that extreme headlines are what um, you know pe- people are motivated to read, and thus um, you know a lot of a lot of the the media companies have seen they can monetize um, the the extremes. But you know when you talk to average people, they're not crazy. They're not you know we we are not living in extremes, mm-hmm. um, and you know when you engage in a conversation and be in a reasonable conversation with somebody about hey should should employees take time off to vote. You know, by and large, people are going to say, yes, they should. You know, mm-hmm. by and large, people are going to say we should protect the environment. Um, you know, it's it it really comes in with the moment it gets sort of politicized and framed by the politicians and sort of taken taken out of, out of that context of is this a good idea or not? Then it becomes this thing we fight over, like like kind of, you know, rival sports teams. Then it becomes emotional and politicized and everything. But I. I think there's a there's a, a powerful way to do it, and I think the companies leading it actually is a critical piece, right? Because companies, by taking a non-politicized view into values and to impact, and to really be talking about the issues from a fundamental aspect of this is how we want to this this is how we want to lean into these values, as opposed to here's the policy, here's the counter policy, mm-hmm. uh, really allows for a conversation that we can't have otherwise. JJ, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Bart hit on something earlier about how time to vote is intentionally designed to include companies from that will employ people from all walks of mm-hmm. American life. And one of the first companies we recruited into time to vote was Walmart, because we know Walmart operates in every state in the country. It's the largest employer in the in in the Walmart workforce is going to represent a swath of of diverse political ideology. And by getting them into the program early on, that would help us continue to recruit more companies that represent both, you know, liberal and and more conservative and, and everything in between. And when you look at the membership of Time to Vote, you can go to our our countable website, maketimetovote.org and look at all the member companies and mm-hmm. there's nearly 2000 of them. And when you look at that many companies and, and that many people that are employed by all those companies, you know, this is bipartisan, nonpartisan, you know, it's right. all kinds of voters that are being swept up in this. And that's what we wanted. We've been very careful to extricate any idealism that Patagonia or Levi's or PayPal or any other companies might have. Like mm-hmm. I said, Patagonia is, has been inspired by our work to protect the planet, but we're careful to extricate that from time to vote and from a large amount of the of the civic engagement work that we do. Not all of it. A lot of it does intersect with environmental causes and social justice causes, but we are careful to extricate that when needed because we want, at the end of the day, time to vote is about getting everyone time off to go right. vote. It doesn't matter who you're voting for. We just want more people to be able to vote. Bar, I want to go back to you and give you an opportunity to actually talk about the Countable platform and then how you built a community through it. We actually started by building our own sort of online community, not on Facebook, not on Twitter, focused on impact. And that that originally was um, a, a politically oriented community called Countable US. Mm-hmm. And it it did something that was that was really quite profound, where it it really linked people with with action. And, you know, I, I, I think we've all, 
we, we've all read, you know, an article about, you know, the war in Ukraine and thought, hey, you know, I would love to do something about this, but inevitably the article doesn't include a way for you to do anything about it. You then have to go somewhere else to find mm-hmm. that action that you want to take or that donation you want to make. We brought those two together. And, you know, we, we saw that there, there is, I think, a, uh, a, a really strong need to connect content, information, and action. And uh, that really permeates all the work that we do with, with everyone, all the organizations that we work with across a wide spectrum of, of issues from uh, impact to healthcare and other areas. Um, the root of it is creating safe online spaces that are tailored for the needs of that audience. Mm-hmm. So we'll pick from a, a, a you know, sort of a, a menu of social content and engagement uh, tools, and we'll kind of mix that up and then, and then launch a platform where the, the customer, the brand, the organization is in 100% control of the experience. They can really provide uh, an experience that's appropriate for their audience and their community and drives the outcomes that they're looking for, drives the, the actions that they're looking for. In the came with the case of Make Time to Vote, um, you, you really couldn't have done Make Time to Vote as uh, on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Now, you can drive a lot of awareness of it there. Uh, but the moment you want to have that kind of exclusive community, engage them, provide resources to them, you're starting to look at, we really need to have this on, on our own platform. And mm-hmm. Countable is, is really designed for this kind of challenge where we can um, you know, create an application flow, let people come in. And then once they're in the community, they get access to resources. Not everybody is going to be able to give uh, you know, a full day off for, for voting. And so there's, there's a lot of different paths to making time to vote for those 2000 companies. And we're, we're committed to providing, you know, a variety of different paths, resources, uh, opportunities. Um, J, uh, JJ does a great job of, of reaching out and kind of surveying the community. And, and, uh, and then from there also using that community to drive, to, to expand it um, mm-hmm. and share it. And so that's, that's a big part of how we've gotten to that that initial sort of reach of 2,000 companies. Uh, we haven't talked about it, but I'm I'm thinking our next goal for uh, not this next next this election cycle, but the next one should be about 10,000. What do you think, JJ? Should we shoot for about 10,000? Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but they, you know, they there are a lot of different ways to to approach something like this. You know, as you know, from a mission standpoint. We just encourage folks to to really think outside of the box in terms of finding safe online spaces to bring people together where you control the data. Uh, you can make sure that the conversations are appropriate and you can make sure it's the right right people in the room. And that, you know, that the, the worst thing that can sort of kill a community or kill something like this is when one bad actor comes in. Right. Um, and, you know, with 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 this work in particular, we have to be super careful about that. Hello, Beyond Profit listener. If your business is finding it challenging to define its purpose, I encourage you to download Discovering Brand Purpose, a complimentary playbook from the ANA Center for Brand Purpose. This robust playbook provides valuable advice from purpose experts on how to uncover the why of your business and ensure it's authentic and sustainable. You can download the playbook at ana.net slash brand purpose. That's ana.net slash brand purpose. Now, back to the show. JJ, back to you. You mentioned about the importance of aligning partners around an initiative of this magnitude. 
initially, was that a challenging process or were people welcoming this initiative with, with open arms? I don't want to overstate the challenge, but it's it's been a lot of work in that it's, especially in the beginning when there was no name recognition for this, it was just mm-hmm. a lot of calls and cold calls and, and emails and reaching out to people, reaching out to companies where we had friends, where we knew people. And then you would, you know, you get someone on a call and you, you pitch them on this time to vote idea. And in 2018, when we were creating this, it was a new concept at mm-hmm. the time. And so you have to get over a few hurdles of selling the first person at, at, you know, we'd go company by company. You'd have to sell the first person you talk to on why a company needs to give their employees time off to vote, like why that's the employer's responsibility. And this is four years ago, we were in a much different political and social climate than we are today. And so we'd have to sell the first person on that idea. But then that person usually at that time was someone who worked in communications or marketing or maybe government affairs or HR. They would have to then go and pitch it to the company leadership. Like like Bart said, there's a whole process we go through on the back end at Time to Vote where we vet all the applications that come through to make sure when we get an application from a, a company mm-hmm. that it's legitimate and uh, that it's they have approval from the company leadership and it's not some rogue employee just trying to sign up a you know Fortune 500 company or something. So there's some work we have to do on the back end to vet this, but on the front end, especially when we were launching this, we'd have to sell it to one person at the company, but then it's on that person to sell it to their company leadership. And that's why at the beginning we thought we'd maybe only get a couple dozen companies. What we have found, and I'm sure that your audience can appreciate this, is once this generated some earned media, mm-hmm. then it, it helped us take off and recruit more companies because then we got a little bit of name recognition for it. And, and people then, the companies were reading about this in the media and they wanted in and they were reaching out to us at a certain point. And that's been a major help to our recruiting efforts. JJ, I'm sure there was a fair amount of risk again in in an initiative like this. Um, But that's core to who you are as an organization, core to your DNA, core to your purpose. Is that, is that correct? Yes. Patagonia is not risk adverse and I could go down a laundry list of examples as to why, but I'll, I'll forego that today, four years after we've launched time to vote, we see that there's more risk in not supporting your employees and and giving Mm -hmm. them, time and resources and information about civic engagement than doing it. You're, you're better off from what we've learned. You're better off joining these types of initiatives and supporting your employees than ignoring these types of things these days. It was a different climate four years ago. Absolutely. Bart, as the initiative progressed, I'm just curious, did, did you make any changes on the platform as a result of that? Um, was there a lot of zigging and zagging or did you have a course and you just stayed the course? We've made many changes to the platform in regards to make time to vote, uh, mm-hmm. but also in terms of you know many of the other social and civic clients and partners that we work with. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, we, uh, we we have a very deep partnership with Starbucks, who has a mission around empowering all of their employees, including uh, employees at all of their stores, beyond giving them time time off to vote as one piece of it, but also 
how do you register to vote? Where can you register to vote? What's your plan to vote? How can you volunteer? They want to provide greater civic resources and tools, but down to the local level. And so th- this has been a, a conversation that has really um, expanded beyond and inclusive of our work with Make Time to Vote uh, with many of our, our customers and partners mm-hmm. to, to ultimately make uh, Im- improve the user experience around voting and engagement, to improve the, improve the user experience around being able to have impact. And you know, I think this is a, a critical lesson that, and, and data point, which is you know, using technology, we can vastly streamline and increase the efficiency around employees having, taking impactful actions mm-hmm. like voting. Uh, and like making a plan to vote so they can be more efficient and productive at work while at the same time achieving these greater goals. And so I think mm-hmm. there, there's, there's a, a message here that, that, you know, JJ and I just want to convey to, to any company that's, that hasn't been doing this, that you can, you can do this without it having a massive impact on your bottom line. You can, you can provide these resources, you can provide ways for time off for the day or time off for for a portion of time or helping to provide for the commute and access to be able to to really empower the employees and and so forth within these organizations um, mm-hmm. it, it can be a win-win but we've mentioned a couple of times um, the nearly 2,000 companies that are participating in this initiative has 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 it exceeded your expectations at this point would you say absolutely I mean, the, the, the last election cycle, um, I think, blew, blew us all away. And, and you know, you can look at, you, you can look at how, how divided the country is. You can look at, uh, you know, the battleground states, mm-hmm. um, where, where these votes are, are where, where, where every, every vote really counts. And, you know, and you look at the tally of employees who have been touched by Make Time to Vote, and you know it has had an impact and made a difference. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think this is just just the beginning of that. You know, we would love to see and, you know, I think I, I think generally we would love to see that Election Day is a day that is a holiday and that everybody everybody has an opportunity to go and vote, as it is the case in many other countries. You know, that that is definitely in the spirit of the work that we are all doing. But until that's the case, we're going to continue to push push this effort. JJ, you you uh, you won't commit to ten thousand companies in a couple of years, but um, what will it take to really move this thing along um, and really put some serious feel behind it in the next couple of years? One thing that would, if we wanted to get to ten thousand companies, one thing we've talked about at Patagonia. You know, I work at Patagonia. Time to Vote is managed by Patagonia, Levi's, and, and PayPal. Mm-hmm. We haven't really floated this beyond um, me and just a few colleagues at Patagonia, but one idea that we could potentially look at is scaling this beyond the U.S. And I've done research looking at the various countries that where this would be a need for this. Mm-hmm. You know, some some countries, yeah, election day is, is a public holiday and it's their voter turnout is great, but there's other countries that are in the same range as the U.S. in terms of turnout. And there could be an uh, a need for time to vote and, and mm-hmm. more corporate civic engagement in those places. So that's one thing I've been personally interested in is, is making this more of a global movement. Bart, I'll give you the final word. Uh, anything you want to add to that? 
you know, it, it's one thing to, I totally agree with, with JJ. I think, you know, this is, this is an effort. There, there are many, uh, so two, two quick thoughts. There, there are many countries um, where democracy is being challenged. And some of those countries are countries that are, you know, where there is um, a, a national voting holiday today. Uh, you know, even even I mean, we're the the election in France recently, I think was was a, another example of just how how present this is and how present how how delicate and fragile democracy is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, time to vote is is an indicator. It's a commitment. It's a pledge that companies are making in in signing. Um, but there's there's all there there's taking that pledge, and then there's the degree of action that you take, and the degree with which you are. Uh, internalizing, communicating, uh, and, and implementing this. And mm-hmm. there's always going to be room for improvement there. Um, you know, it, and companies have turnover. How do we, how do we make sure that the new people who come in when the last person has left sure. uh, understands the, 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 the prior commitment, the tools, the resources that we are giving them uh, support and, and um, everything we need to do there. And, and also, how does this tie into the broader ecosystem? There are many organizations that are, you know, like Civic Alliance and others that are doing really, really incredible work around um, the, the 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 full kind of the, the broader spectrum of how do we help employees and uh, largely employees, but employees become better citizens. And so we're, you know, I think we're we're all committed to helping to to push that. But again, I would say. You know, we we have to be very sensitive to the fact that it is not one size fits all, um, and each company is going to find their path uh, to this. We're we're in a, a tricky spot here at this moment with with there starting to be a backlash forming. Uh, I think it's ridiculous, but a backlash forming to ESG and ESG commitments uh, by companies. We've seen even Elon Musk recently coming out and and making statements to this effect, which is. I think quite harmful to what has been a really incredible uh, effort where we've seen record numbers of companies coming out around sustainability, putting out social impact and sustainable uh, environmental impact reports. Mm-hmm. That's a trend to continue. Uh, I think it's it's something that we, we want to see that backlash, uh, you know, really strongly <laughs> put mm-hmm. down. And, um, you know, I think that's on all of us. It's having it's having you feet, you know, sort of have these conversations, having JJ talk about the the success that that they've had and the fact that it's, you know, this is now kind of table stakes. Um, this is something that that every company should do and can do. Uh, and we would love for them to do and, and join us in our quest to 10,000 companies. Absolutely. Well, Bart, JJ, thank you so much for joining me in the podcast. And I do wish you much success moving forward. Thank you very much. To join the Time to Vote movement, please visit maketimetovote.org. That's maketimetovote.org. And if you would like to recommend a guest or a topic for this podcast, please email me at brandpurpose at ana.net. Until next time, thanks for listening.